0: a kid's podcast of feminist stories for a new generation. Today we have a special episode from our friends over at Dork Tale Storytime. Dork Tale Storytime is produced by an indie team of creators who believe stories have the power to help you discover your creativity, curiosity, and what makes you the remarkable you that you are. In this story, The Princess and the Pincushion, You'll hear a tale about friendship and making connections with the people who see you and appreciate you for who you are. Now, on to our episode. This is The Princess and the Pincushion. Enjoy!
1: Hello, Dork Squad. I'm Jonathan Cormer, and you're listening to Dork Tales Storytime. John and Character presents. <laughs> Dork Tales! Storytelling with a geekish twist. <whishing noise> <sighs> 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 ah, nothing like sliding into bed with a hot cup of cocoa after a long day. And opening up your favorite book. Meow! <whôt> <acoladı> what was that? Oh, hi, Jonathan. Reginald? Yes. "'What are you doing in my bed? "'I thought you were a pincushion.' "'I'm sorry. "'I know you kindly asked me not to enter your home without announcing it, "'but I couldn't be at home alone with my thoughts tonight.' "'So you broke into your home again, yes, "'but this time I didn't pick the front lock. "'I only broke a window.' "'Reg, this is getting out of hand.' To my credit, it didn't look like a very important window. Then when I realized you were not home... Wait, hold on. You broke in before even knocking? It was an emergency. And then when I realized you weren't home, I knew I had made the right decision. So I ate the cheesecake in the fridge, rented a movie on your TV, and crawled into my bed just like Goldie Quills. I thought we've been over how disrespectful this kind of behavior is. But I forgot. Oh, and on top of the horrible day I've had, now I've also upset you. I can't do anything right. (laughs) Uh, But, Reg, no, I'm selfish and horrible, and I don't deserve friends. I wouldn't take it that far. But wasn't that the moral of our previous story? The Goldie Quills effect? Oh, no, don't worry, Reg. Uh, It was about being respectful and understanding people's, or bears, boundaries. You're not a bad person if you cross that line, especially because you're always trying to learn and do better. Uh, Just remember not to break your friend's windows. And eat their cheesecake. And eat their last slice of birthday cheesecake they have been saving, yes. Oh, is that so? It was special. Oh, now I am a terrible hedgehog best friend. (laughs) Oh, Reg. What's going on, my friend? You're being extra hard on yourself today. I don't feel like talking about it. But you do feel like beating yourself up about it. Yes. Well, I'll happily keep you company. And I'm not mad about the cheesecake, truly. But the door is always open if you want to talk it through. Together. After all I've done, you'll think poorly of me. Oh, come on, pal. I'm sure I've seen you do worse. (laughs) Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry, Mr. Reg. I was just teasing, you know, like we usually do. (laughs) Okay, it isn't the right time for that. I'm sorry, Reg. You can tell me anything, and I'll always be here for you. Well, all right. Earlier today, I ran into the stork squad. The stork squad? One stork, one goose, and a heron. I call them the stork squad. They're this really cool group of birds who just moved into the pond by the rock with the turtles sun in the forest. I haven't heard of this cool group of birds before. When I saw them, I was so excited to have the opportunity to talk to them and invite them to next month's Dragon Con. You have tickets? I heard actual dragons are going to be there. I know! So I ran to where they had flocked and was calling out about the tickets, which they scoffed at, first of all. What? Yes! And then, before I had the chance to reach them, I tripped and fell into the pond. Oh, no. And it was a particularly muddy, algae-covered corner of the pond. So when I stood up, all the algae and muck was covering my quills. I looked horrifying, like the sludge from under a boat. And the cool birds... They laughed at me. They called me Goopog. The stork announced he was too cool for this pool, and the stork squad flew off, cawing and cackling at my plight. What well, doesn't sound like they'd make very good friends. Well, they're good friends to one another. Yeah, but they weren't really nice to you. And they should have been, right? Like we've talked about before with bullies. Well, of course, everyone deserves a chance. They didn't even get to know you. I guess they couldn't see past my disgusting exterior covered in pond muck and scum. Which is no reason to bully a person. Sometimes we trip and fall and get covered in algae, and that's okay. (sighs) You're so good to me. Why is nobody else? Well, I wouldn't say nobody else is good to you. You've got a lot of friends who would help you out of that pond. Or go to Dragon Con with you. But I understand that feeling. Especially after a tough day. Hey, would you like to hear a story that reminds me about the day you've had? Ugh, anything to stop reliving the social faux pas horrors that keep running through my head. I'll take that as a guess. So... Once upon a time, there was a large castle. I hope nobody broke into it. (laughs) Only you could pick that lock, I'm sure. But no, nobody could break in. In fact, that was sort of the problem. Uh, not enough burglars? (laughs) Fortunately, there are no burglars in this one. But there was a young prince who lived in the castle with his mother and father, the king and queen. Oh. And he was having so much trouble finding new friends. He was too picky? Uh no. Oh. He was uncool? Reg, remember, we shouldn't judge people like that. Oh, you you're so right. Uh, so friends his age tended to live in other kingdoms. Not particularly. There just weren't any people in the kingdom who were suitable according to his mother, the queen, and her royal advisors. Well, that's odd. But what about what the prince wanted? Well, the prince loved things like the Excaliburs. They are kind of like the Avengers of this kingdom. He wanted to go to ExcaliburCon and meet other people who he connected with, just like you with DragonCon. Wow! Instead, the queen and her advisors sent him to things like jousting expeditions, and then would ultimately decide there was no one out there with that friendship spark, you know? Oh, I know. I've felt that spark before. You have? Yes, with a ham sandwich. Uh, not sure that's really the kind of spark I'm talking about. It was grilled. Yes, but I'm speaking of a spark that's more, uh, about connecting with another person. Mm Mm-hmm, me too. I wanted to marry that sandwich. You did? Truly. But then I forgot and ate it instead. Ah. See, that's kind of proving my point. I took a nap, then woke up hungry. What was I to do? Nothing. You had no other choice. Exactly. was a great ham sandwich, though. But there was no other option. And that's exactly what the prince complained about to his mother. Now that you've brought every possible friend in the kingdom to the door, then pushed every single one away, nobody will want to hang out with me, especially since they're never good enough, according to you. He complained to the queen and her court. You see... The group of people who were entrusted by the queen to find the prince his perfect friend squad were always dressed in the most up-to-date and expensive fineries and eating the most exotic foods. Ooh! They wanted to be on top of every trend and were sure that all of their clothes, parties, and even the people involved in their social sphere were in vogue. Uh, What does that mean? Oh, when something is in vogue, it means it's fashionable and popular. Ah, so this is what it all comes down to. They wanted people to want to be like them. That's why they would send the prince to jousting instead of allowing him to meet friends doing the things he enjoyed. Exactly. The queen's court held all the social power in the land. They decided what was popular to eat, see, and do, and who was cool enough to be friends with the prince. Sounds like a lot of pressure. It was. and it was getting on the prince's nerves. Oh, when will anybody ever get to stick around? He shouted one day, after they had sent another potential buddy away. She was nice, but you didn't even let me talk to her to see if we had anything in common. It must have been so lonely, dealing with his mother and her court as they stopped any connections from happening. See? You pick up on themes quickly now that you've been telling stories with me for a while. Yes, well, (laughs) I guess I am pretty quick. (laughs) You are. Anyway, the prince was complaining about his lack of friends when a loud knock at the front door interrupted his speech. Oh, now, who could that be? asked the queen in surprise. She was a strong-willed woman and pushed away her knight as she headed to open the door herself. Who dares interrupt the royal palace at this time of night and in such a storm? She called out over the thunder and rain through the door as she unlocked and opened it just a crack. I'm so sorry to bother you at this hour, my lady. My name is Princess Wilhelmina, of the Kingdom to the East. I've been traveling and got lost. (laughs) Now I have nowhere else to go, replied a young girl's voice. But as the queen stepped back and opened the door, the girl who entered did not look like a princess. She was covered head to toe in rain, water, and mud from the road. She looked like the creature from the black lagoon. Who, oh, that's like me after the pond predicament. Yes. And when she entered the castle foyer, dripping wet and trailing muck all over the floor, the queen's advisers and courtiers began to mumble. "She's horrendous," whispered one, audibly so everyone could hear her. "What is that?" judged another, not even trying to whisper this time. And soon the court was abuzz with comments ranging from criticism of the girl's appearance to shock at the fact that she had even dared to enter the queen's castle. My carriage struck a rock and tumbled over. My horse ran off and the storm rolled over, so I trudged through the mud to make it here. I hope I'm not imposing. The crowd of courtiers audibly gasped. And the queen was taken aback. I'm sorry, dear, but you must be mistaken, said the queen. And then her face screwed into an angry snarl. You little wench. You do not deserve to stay in my castle, and certainly do not belong in my kingdom. How dare you lie about being a princess to the queen? The court was now very upset. Everyone seemed angry, and the crowd was quickly closing in on the frightened young mud-covered girl. But they did not notice the prince until he stepped between the mob and the maiden stretching his arms wide as if to protect her from their anger. Hold on, he shouted. You all are very quick to judge, and I'm sick of it, he continued. She claims she's a princess, and she's been nothing but up front with us. Shouldn't we give her a chance? He implored to his mother, the queen, who reluctantly rolled her eyes. Oh, yes, yes, a chance for the poor, rain-soaked girl. Okay, fine. If my son feels like being insolent, I'll hear the girl out. What's your name, dear? You said Wilhelmina? We'll set up a bed for you until the storm passes. And if by morning you can prove to be a proper princess, then we'll treat you as such. The court, the prince, and even Wilhelmina were stunned. A few courtiers whisked Wilhelmina away to get her into clean clothes, while a few others ran off to prepare another seat for supper. In the meantime, the queen launched her own secret plans. She had her courtiers place a pea on the princess's bed and pile at least 20 mattresses on top of it for the girl to sleep on. A real princess will have the most delicate constitution, and even a pea under twenty mattresses will most certainly disturb her slumber. (laughs) This test will tell us if she's a true princess. (laughs) And the courtiers laughed mercilessly as they did their queen's bidding. (laughs) Mm, Those courtiers were up to no good. Same with that queen. But they were the popular ones. And yet... Princess Wilhelmina and the prince didn't seem to care what the queen or her courtiers thought. Over dinner, the two talked and laughed the entire time. It turns out they had a lot in common. She was a huge fan of the Excaliburs. Hmm, I bet the queen is going to figure out a way to ruin this for the prince. You know, that's what I always assumed, too. That the queen would prove the princess wrong... She was so sure that this girl, who in her opinion was such a mess of a first impression, couldn't be a real princess. She knew that Wilhelmina would fail her test. Will did she? Nope. Wahoo! Wahoo is right. In fact, Princess Wilhelmina came down to breakfast the next morning, looking disheveled and exhausted. The prince was about to get upset, But the queen burst in with a, Hello, did you sleep well, my dear? To which the princess replied, "Uh, uh, No way. I'm sorry to reject your hospitality so strongly, my queen, and I'm so grateful that you let me stay the night, but I believe you may need some better mattresses. A loose spring dug into my back the entire time. Aha! She did pass the test! She had, and in more ways than one. For not only did Princess Wilhelmina finally convince the queen of her royal legitimacy, she also made a genuine connection with the prince, who didn't care about a test. He decided during their hours-long analysis of the ACU... uh, The ACU? Arthurian Cinematic Universe. Ah, of course. The prince decided then that he was going to stand up to the queen. He was sure, princess or not, that she was meant to be his very best friend. They both were sure of it. And so, together, they went off to Excaliburcon, And after that, they lived happily ever after. Aww, that's so sweet. I like that story, Jonathan, about goodness shining through the muck and mud. That's right, Mr. Reg. I just want you to know that the queen and her court aren't that different from the stork squad. You may never be cool, according to them. But is that what you really want? Hmm, I suppose it's not. I'd rather be friends with someone like the prince, who gets to know me by talking to me. You want friends who love you for the wonderful hedgehog you are, and friends who have a bit of a Broader definition of cool, if you ask me. Friends who like me when I'm at my best. And at my muddiest. That's right, Reg. If only the courtiers had noticed that Wilhelmina, with or without proof of princesshood, was actually really cool, too. So true. Now, you and I, well we will always proudly be the nerdiest of nerds, the grandest of geeks, the dandiest of dweebs, welcoming all others into our... dork squad. Ha! That's absolutely right. Thanks, Jonathan. I feel so much better. And I also feel like myself again. I wouldn't want it any other way. Um... Jonathan, would you like to join me at Dragon Con? Oh, well, I'd be honored. And, uh, can you do me one more small favor? Sure, anything, buddy. Tell me more about these Excaliburs. Oh, yes, well, there was Captain Camelot, a shield wielder of superhuman strength. Hmm, Marvelous. There was also uh, Guinevere the Guardian, the Holy Grail, and of course, the Iron Man. Uh, Iron Man? Oh no, not that Iron Man. This is actually an animated suit of armor. Ah, of course, of course. Uh, Tell me more. Well, legend has it that there was a secret agency called Night. And one day, there was a dark god that came down to the earth named Mordred, god of mischief, and he was wielding an ancient scepter that can bend anyone to his will. But actually, Mordred was working for an even more powerful force who wanted to wipe out half of existence. Then Merlin, who was the leader of night, well, he knew that there was a great evil that was coming, and so he decided that he would call upon... This has been a John in Character production. Today's story was written by Amy Thompson and performed by Jonathan Cormer. Sound recording and production by Jermaine Hamilton at Studio Circle Recordings. For more information about this episode, go to JohnandCharacter.com.
0: That was the Princess and the Pincushion from our friends over at Dork Tales Storytime Podcast. Girl Tales is a Cordelia Studios production. Don't forget to subscribe, rate and review wherever you get your podcasts and grownups you can follow us on facebook and instagram thank you for listening and remember i believe in you